Welcome back to the Christ Revival Podcast. My name is David. And I'm Kyle, and we created this podcast to encourage young people to fight against the current of culture while also boldly sharing their faith. Without further ado, let's get back to drizzling that biblical syrup. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Christ Revival Podcast. No, we had to restart anyways because we didn't do the clap. Oh, we didn't do the clap. You're right. It was meant to be. One of these days. We're that was close it. enough. That was we good. got it with Sam Lee, but we had to like redo it because he was like, this is unacceptable. Yeah. This is pathetic. Talking about pathetic. We're talking about weakness. That is true. We didn't even get a chance to like joke around though. Guys, me and Kyle, we the only time we hang out is when we work now. And so... We're getting, we don't even know how to be friends. We don't even know how to be friends anymore. And I think that's ultimately what's going to tear this apart. (laughs) No, it's so true though. Cause like last time I saw you was at Liberty. We filmed that whole, whole weekend. And then the time before that was Christmas break and we filmed that whole week. So it's like, yeah, we did go hiking at Liberty though. That That was was cool. And you took pictures and I posted them on my Instagram. That was good. Yeah. I think I tagged Kyle, Kyle M media. That is the one. Yeah. Is it public? Uh, it should be, yeah. Okay, nice. Yep. That's cool. So, weakness. We all suck more than we think we suck, but God still uses it. You really suck, but God uses you. That is something to be thankful for. That is something to be extremely thankful for because he doesn't need to use us. He's God, but he does. But, yeah, I think – okay, so, like, getting into, like, the serious now, mm-hmm. even though – yeah. We're struggle busting our way through. We are struggle busting our way through tonight. Like, just a lot of weakness, which is fitting for the theme. I mean, Kyle, we're talking, like, the reason we chose the theme weakness was a lot of reasons. But one, if this season is really bad, <laughs> we can just say it was part of the plan. Exactly. Because we wanted to exemplify how God still used moments from the season, mm-hmm. even though it was a weak season. Exactly. Although it can't be worse than season one. There's no, there's no being worse than there's, season one. There's no being worse than season one. And it made season two, I think maybe that was the reason season two just so good is because season one was so bad. Everyone's like, wow, these guys really got their act together. <laughs> like they know what they're doing now. Complete 180, honestly. Complete 180. When we really don't know what we're doing and we're kind of exemplifying that in the first. Tonight is kind of like a perfect example of that. It is a perfect example. We've been out of it for a while. Yeah. It's late right now, but like we're still cooking up that biblical like syrup, you know, <laughs> ready to pour that all on y'all. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, so I think... A big reason I chose weakness in all seriousness now is like, I think a lot of times as Christians, we feel like we need to look like we have it all figured out mm-hmm. because we're supposed to be an example. We're set apart. Like God says we're set apart and we should be happier than most people because we have certain truths. Like we know we're going to heaven after we die. Like we know what the Bible says is true. Like that is an inerrant, it, it does not, the Bible does not have any errors. And so we know that is true. Mm-hmm. And so we should be happier. But if anything, God says we're going to live like a more difficult life than most people. Like we're going to yeah. struggle more than most people. And yet ultimately we don't share our struggles because we feel like we should have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. Cause I think sometimes we get a little too comfortable as Christ followers. We're like, okay, I have all these promised truths and it's like, I should just be able to coast, mm-hmm. but that is not what the Bible talks about. Yeah. So I think that's why today we're going to look a little more in depth of what does it actually mean to be a follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. And like, how can we use our weakness? Like, in following Christ and just this whole season is going to be, and we're going to jump around a lot, but it's like, how can God use our weaknesses basically? Mm -hmm. Yep. And so to start this one off, God's call for us is to die to self. Mm -hmm. Like salvation is a free gift, but discipleship is going to cost us our lives. 
And then at the same time, like, if you're not following Christ consistently, like, have you actually received salvation? I think Matthew 16, 24 through 26, I was reading through Matthew, and this one really, like, hit me hard. This is really convicting because I was like, wow, like, this is brutal. I'll read it now so you guys know what I'm talking about. But then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Mm-hmm. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Mm-hmm. Ooh, what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Yeah. I think that ties in just so much with like Christians nowadays. Like you said, we want to live comfortably. We want to make a lot of money, have a quote-unquote like easy life. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, and then I just get to go to heaven at the end. And it's like, wow, this is great. But obviously, like from those verses, we are not promised an easy life. And this is kind of ta- like throwing it back to some of the stuff we were talking about last season, like with our identity in, in Christ and whatever. Yeah. And we're called to serve him. And it's like, he does not promise us like worldly wealth, riches, and all that stuff. Like we're here to struggle for God. And it's like that constant battle of dying to ourselves, our own pleasures and choosing to like follow his desires and what he has planned for us. Yeah. And he literally like relates our Christian walk to carrying the cross, which was his ultimate sacrifice was like on the cross. And he says, yo, if you want to follow me, deny yourself, drag your cross. And Mm -hmm. like, that is not sound an easy life. Like we are supposed to be carrying our crosses as we walk. Yep like through this, through this life. And that's just such a, such an extreme example. Like we need to lose our life. We need to die to ourself in order to find that our true identity like is in Christ. Yeah. And I think it's, it's so cool that God uses like these word pictures almost of like drag, pick up and carry your own cross. Like you said, that's obviously a tough experience. And another verse that kind of goes with that is Galatians five twenty four. Mm. It says those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. And it's again, that picture of like crucifixion, like this terrible death. And that's what we're supposed to do to our own desires. And we get rid of those and choose to follow Christ instead. Yeah. And even like that whole book of Galatians, I actually read through Galatians uh, like a month ago. And in 2.20, he's like, I've been crucified with Christ. So it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Like again, that same picture, which he echoes later, three chapters later, like you just said, like we've been like, when we, have come into the kingdom of God, we are called to be crucified with Christ. Like we are called to be on that cross with Christ, like in our day-to-day life Yeah, and let him live through us essentially and deny ourselves. Yep. And I think one other point he's trying to make here is to not take sin lightly. Mm. Like you don't just, you don't just brush sin off and then do what God says. He says to crucify it. So we're obviously commanded here to take it very seriously that we are not to be affiliated with like worldly pleasures and things like that. Like we have to take those completely out of our life and purge those out of our life. It's not just a, oh, maybe I can go have a little fun here and there and do some worldly things and then also get the benefits of God. It's like, no, got to cut that off. Yeah, because yeah. God like, God calls us the righteousness and we ignore this a lot as Christians. Like our whole, the whole focus of our life ultimately should be a life that is becoming more like Christ mm-hmm. and, and loving others on the way because he says like there's like, if you don't love, you're nothing, basically. Yeah. But like, in this walk, we are becoming more like Christ daily, and we're denying ourselves daily, and we're dying the self daily. And that is, that's such like strong, like die to self. Like mm-hmm. We should be so on fire for God that we are willing to sacrifice everything that we love in life, that we get pleasure from, in order to more fully be created in the image of God. Yep. 
Yeah. And just like you were saying, so often as, as Christians, I think we can just think that, oh, I'm saved. I decided to get rid of sin and now things are going to be easy. Like I'm, I'm learning for God, Mm -hmm. but it is a daily battle. Like you said, like you have to make that decision every single day, every single temptation. It's like when temptation comes up, are you going to choose to glorify yourself and choose what the flesh wants? Are you going to choose what God wants and make sure his desires align with yours? This actually goes right along with um, James in uh, chapter one, verse 14. It says, each person is tempted and lured by his own desires, Mm. not the desires of God. And so it's like, when those temptations arise, if you choose that, like that's sin inside of you. If you actually want to choose a path where you're following God, like you have to make sure your desires align with him. Yeah. That you're not getting stuck up in temptation and things like that. And it's so easy for our desires to be attached to this world too, Mm -hmm. because ultimately the, the greatest temptations in this world are like, are culturally popular. Yeah. Like, we look at like the pornography epidemic, like nine and 10 guys, they say like watch pornography now. Mm-hmm. And like, that is such a big temptation, but it's been normalized in our culture. So it's almost seen as like, oh, everyone does it. It's not it's like, not it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And it's like justified. Or like, I think as I become a stronger believer and like grown in wisdom, I guess you could say over the years, like I've realized, I think Ecclesiastes 118 sums this up well. But for in much wisdom is much vexation, and he who increases in knowledge increases in sorrow. I think two years ago there were things that I did that didn't bother me as much as they do now mm-hmm. because I justified it. Yeah. Because it's easy to justify our desires. It's easy to justify sin, yep. like to make us feel better. Yep. But now there's stuff I do, and I'm like, oh, why did I say that? Like that was so. I know that I shouldn't say that. Like why did I say that? Why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Like why do I do what I don't want to do? Which like. Paul says in Romans. And so it's, I I think that James one, like we are lured enticed when we give into our desires Mm -hmm. because ultimately our desires are of this world and we are called to die to self and not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Romans 12 too. Just off the cuff. (laughs) Off the cuff. (laughs) That was awesome. But yeah. Yeah, so I think talking like with this whole idea of making sure our desires align with God's desires, um, I won't take credit for this, but I was, I was recently reading this book called The Pursuit of God, A.W. Tozer. If you haven't read it, give it a read. It's really good. Um, and he's kind of talking about this idea in his book. And one of the examples that he brings up is Abraham and Isaac. And I had never really thought about this, but if you think about it, Abraham had prayed for so long. Him and Sarah, all they wanted was a son. And they mm-hmm. went to like sinful extremes to try to make that happen. And I was like, God was like, that's not what I have planned for you. But he continued to be faithful to him. And then God eventually provides him with a son. You're like, wow, this what a great happy ending. Like, this is how it's supposed to be. And then God's basically like, all right, time to kill him. Like, you got to get rid of that. And if you're Abraham in that situation, you're like, oh my goodness. Like, why why are you doing this to me? I've been faithful. I've been like on this path for so long. And now you're going to try to take this away from me. But that is such a good example of Abraham Having his own selfish desire would be to not kill Isaac and not follow through with God's plan. But he puts God's desires above his own to the, to the point where God ends up providing that, that lamb at that last second and ends up working in like an amazing way that, God, that Abraham didn't even see coming. So I think we can take that example and apply it to our own lives. It's like, yeah, I have all these sinful things that I might struggle with or desires that I want to fulfill. 
But if we ultimately choose God's desires above our own, mm-hmm. he's going to work through those situations. Yeah. And that's, oh, that's such a powerful example. Cause I've never, I've never really thought of it in that way. Like that he was praying for so long for a son. Mm-hmm. And I think that just makes me think like a lot of times having faith is doing things that we don't want to do. Yeah. Like in the Christian walk, there's a lot of things that God calls us to that are not fun, that, that are uncomfortable. I think if you're not putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, then you're not truly fulfilling God's will in your life because mm-hmm. there are going to be times you're uncomfortable. Like, I don't want to live a life where I like, I think it's Matthew. Um, yeah, let's flip to it quick. Matthew 7, where it's like narrow. Where is it at? Oh, I need to keep on in front of the mic. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. Mm-hmm. And then in Matthew 7, he also says, like, for many will say, Lord, Lord, and I'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. Like, I've talked about this multiple times. But I don't want to get to heaven like, yo, God, I made it. I lived a super comfortable life. I went to church on Sundays. I didn't really do anything Christian. I, I told, like, two people about God. I never really discipled anyone or mentored anyone or poured into anyone. Like I talked to my family about my faith a little bit, but like, I really just wanted to have a financially secure job. I made six figures eventually, like lived a very comfortable life. And, but like, I believed in you. So here I am, like, I'm ready to come in. Like, I think that's when God's going to be like, depart from me. I never knew you Mm -hmm. because he says like, they will, like people will cast out demons in my name and I'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. Like, let alone people go to church on Sunday mornings. And I I think we just don't understand the weight of that. Mm -hmm. Like, and Abraham got that because he didn't care what the consequence was. He was like, I'm going to follow you, God, regardless. Yep. And so often we can be like, oh, I'm going to follow you, God, if it fits into my carefully crafted regimen yep. that I like this life that I want to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like so easy as Christians. Like we think we almost have an easy way out. We're like, oh, if I get saved, I believe in God. I'm, I get heaven at the end of this thing. And now I can just go live however I want. Mm-hmm. And it's like. That you're missing the point. Like, are you truly saved if you're not willing to sacrifice your life and give it to God? Exactly. It, it goes back to what we were talking about, like dying to self. Like, yeah, God has blessed us with this life. Now use it for him. Don't mm-hmm. use it to fulfill your own desires. And um, that is just like talked about over and over in the book of James. Like faith without works is dead. Yep. And there's multiple verses that talk about um, just that idea that if you are not willing to sacrifice your life for God, and that doesn't mean like necessarily dying for him, but if you're not willing to work and do things for God, then are you truly saved? You know? mm-hmm. And it comes back, if we truly believe this gospel message that we have an all loving God who died on the cross for us mm-hmm. so that we can live with him and we understand the weight that this holds, yep. then our life should be changed and we should be willing to step into this role of discipleship and following him. I think Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, this is my favorite. I mean, you got John 3, 16, you got Romans 3. You got all these verses that talk about salvation, but this is my favorite example. Is is for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not by works that no one can boast. Mm-hmm. But then verse 10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. People scrap out verse 10 all the time. time. They're like, we're saved by grace through faith, not by works so that no one may boast. Yes, that is true. Like we are saved because of God's sacrifice on the cross. Nothing that we can do can change that. But because we are saved, God has set aside good works throughout our lives that we can step into. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if you've ever gotten like a prompt where you're just sitting there and you're like, man, I really feel like I should go up and talk to that person. Or man, I should really like 
feel like I should pray for that person. Or you meet a friend that like something you do creates change in their life. Like those are all examples of, of works that God has prepared for us in advance to step into. Mm-hmm. And we just sit on this like, oh, if I believe I'm saved. Yeah. Well, because I mean, you look in James, like the demons believe in God, but they're obviously not going to heaven. Yeah. And it's like, yes, the, the, the believing in God, like it's all on him to get us to heaven. We, mm-hmm. Our works is not what gets us, gets yep. us to heaven but they do play a key role in showing if you actually have faith in giving your life to God. Because mm-hmm. God, I mean, God knows who has faith and who doesn't. Yeah. Like, we don't have to do anything to prove to him that we have faith. But like, it's also in James, when we're just spinning off James here, yeah. is um, religion that is pure and undefiled is this, to visit widows and orphans and their afflictions. Yeah. Like, it's to do things when nobody is watching for no credit, or attention just because you feel like God has called you to do that. Like that is pure and undefiled faith. Mm -hmm. And same as Abraham, like he knew God was watching, but he wasn't doing that for anyone else. He was doing that because he felt like God called him to do that. Mm -hmm. And he was just like being faithful in that. Yeah. I think this is something I'm learning right now, especially. So this week I just started an an internship. And so down at school, I mean, most everyone's a Christian there and it's really easy to share my faith and be loud about it, I guess is the right way to put it. Mm -hmm. But at this internship, I, I haven't met any other believers and I noticed myself being a lot more timid and like I have opportunities to share and then I'm like kind of quiet about it. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this is, this is God giving me these opportunities to share with people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I'm not willing to do that, do I really have faith mm. in God? Cause part of me is like, Oh, what are they going to think about me? I'm going to be embarrassed or whatever like that. And that's showing like a lack of faith that I have in God. Yeah. So th- that's something he's teaching me right now. Just like to be able to put myself out there in a scary situation. Yeah. So. Cause it's so, it's so hard to live a life that just completely reflects God in everything we do. Mm-hmm. Because I think naturally we have disconnects between ourselves in, in certain areas. Like there's the you that's at home, there's you that's with friends. And I think when you work to align your will with God's will, like those versions of yourself, like there shouldn't be a disconnect there. Yeah. But oftentimes like, like I get that there there was a moment last week where I felt like I should have just gone up and talked to a guy and I didn't. And I was beating myself up because of it. I was like, man, do I like, do I truly have faith? Cause I felt like God called me to that. Yeah. And I just like missed that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, and sometimes I see people who are so charismatic in their faith. And I'm like, I'm like, is this like a joke? And then I'm like, man, like, but at the same time it's jealousy. Cause it's like, I want to be like that. that. Like I want to be on fire like that. And I look at them and sometimes I'm like, I have this like judgmental attitude that they're like so bubbly about, like like they're they're almost like faking it. Yeah. It's like, that's the type of faith that we should be striving Mm -hmm. for. Yep. Yeah. I think it, it just, it's important to not necessarily beat ourselves up over those missed opportunities. Mm -hmm. Don't let them just fly by and be like, oh, no, it's whatever. But like take from that and learn for the next time. It's like, okay, next time God does present you with an opportunity, like have that faith in him to be able to step out and do whatever it is he's calling you to do. Yeah. So. And in this episode, so we talked about salvation a lot. I don't want to make anyone think that they are not saved because they're not currently, they're, they're living a life that's going through the motions right now. Mm-hmm. I think if you have that come to Christ moment, like that is a very real moment. But at the same time, I want you to question what you're doing with your current salvation. Mm-hmm. Like if you are saved, that should be reflected in your life. And if it isn't, don't go like saying that you need to get saved. Like, 
start living a life that reflects that you are saved. And it, it's full circle back to Matthew 16. Like we are called to deny ourselves and carry our cross. Mm-hmm. So like something I want to challenge everyone like watching this with is like, how are you guys carrying your crosses right now? And yeah. how are you reflecting God in your everyday lives? Yeah. That was a good way to sum it up. Yeah. I, awesome. I think that did it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deuces until next time. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>